we're back. <laughs> so we're just jumping right in. Uh, this is Life in the Clouds. Um, we're getting geared up for our first live event. Yes. Uh, we're going to be speaking at our home church, Renovate Life, yep. in Gambrels, Maryland, I think I'm is pretty the... Pretty sure uh, it's Crofton. Well, Watch I think Apple the Town address, Center. I'm pretty sure the address says Gambrels, I'm Maryland. I'm pretty sure it's However, Crofton, but that's okay. But that's fine, no matter what. So <laughs> we're getting geared up. We're going through our notes, and we figured that since uh, this is just life in the whirlwind or in the clouds, as we call it, yes. we'll just go ahead and work on our notes sure. and kind of dry run through a yeah, bit let's of what we're going to talk about. Sounds great. We're going to so, have to explain like life in the clouds. Like, why is it called life in the clouds again? Yeah. Well, we just, okay. the, so we just got through oh, okay. that point about why it's called life in the clouds or uh-huh. how, while we talk about the whirlwind sure. as we were, uh, talking about our intro sure into this uh, into this discussion so the series that the church has been doing <laughs> is called the sound of the sounds <laughs> of marriage yep and over the last three weeks we being the fourth and final week yep we've talked about uh yeah we should have gone first oh we definitely should have gone first because i don't remember the other ones it doesn't even matter well the point no, is so the, so we started off with expectations but that's not the actual sound though i don't know that's not right? the point. And then the second week was laughter, which is one of the sounds. The third week silence. was silence, which was mm-hmm. about empty nesting mm-hmm. and kind of recapturing your marriage after mm-hmm. life events change yeah. your structure. I'm pretty sure um, the first week was noise. Yes. Yes. The first week was noise. Uh, mm-hmm. Very good. And that's where, that's where uh, Pastor Donnie t- and uh, his wife talked about. That is correct. Expectations in marriage. Mm-hmm. And then we're rolling into the last week, which is yep. Echo. Yep. Uh, and I had a friend here with me earlier today. And as I was talking about this, he let me know that an echo is not actually a sound. Um, oh, geez. But yes, that was just he would his break own, it down that own, way. Uh, so what did he say? An well, because an echo, an echo is like a, a, a reflection of sound, yes. of, of a sound that's already occurred. Uh-huh. So you're not creating an echo, like an echo has already been created. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I like that. I don't, know, I don't know if that's right, but it sounded well, really good when he was, the way he was explaining it. Definition so. says like reverberation or a repeat of a sound. Yeah. So yeah. it's not the origin Correct. of a sound. Correct. I like it. Correct. Nice and what job, we're doing, Sully. Yes. And what we're and what we're doing is Love definitely it. not no. It is not new. It is like not, we're not originating anything. No, we are not. Like this discussion we're giving on Sunday is not originating anything. He's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so here we are getting ready for our discussion and Yeah. Um and Go so ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I hear people milling about in the okay, hallway. Well, but that that is again life in the clouds. That's correct. So things blow by you as you're right. trying to move forward. So good morning, everyone. This is um, what nothing. I can't do. I didn't like, know it was like, morning. Well, it's going to be morning. Oh, you're like we, practicing for real, for real. I thought that's what we were doing. No, we're just. Okay. Oh, we're just. I mean, going like good notes. morning, okay. like that. No. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> so. <laughs> Keep it moving, sir. My name's Carlton. Really? Yes. I'm Deidre. It's nice to meet you. Yes, it is so great. You know, you look a lot like my girlfriend. Really? Yes. I don't think I do, actually. No, you're absolutely I'm right. Sure. You really do not I'm look like my sure. girlfriend. My hair was very different. It was very different. And I didn't quite, you know, have the voluptuousness that I do know. <laughs> Did you just say voluptuous? <laughs> voluptuous? Vol- the what? point is, I don't look like her anymore. Okay. All right. Really, yeah. really, guys. We are a professional lines. news organization here. We're going to get to what we're trying to get done in some reasonable time frame tonight. Right. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, we started so. already with We Live in the Whirlwind. Like, oh. you started. And That's now true. you've introduced yourself. That's true. I've introduced and myself, so. and I just want to welcome you to the whirlwind. Thanks. Now, a lot of people ask... And I know I've been asked this question before about why I always refer to the whirlwind. Yes. And so this is the first time that I'm going to break it down. Oh. Uh, and, and, and the way that I'm going to break it down. Now. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. So when Deidre and I met uh, moons ago. 
Yes. Uh, when we first met, we met online, and I've told the story on the podcast before. Yes. Uh, so I won't go deep into the detail, mm-hmm. but I want to explain where we get the idea of the whirlwind. Yes. So Deidre and I met on a certain date. Correct. And we began dating. And during that time, I was starting a business, and I had started a business not too long. Uh, well, that's not true. The business had been going for about a year. When Deidre and I, yes. uh, when Deidre and I started dating, uh, and then not too long after Deidre and I started dating, there was a bit of a fallout between myself and uh, one of my uh, fellow founders, sure. and I walked away from that yes, business. Yes, you did. Graduated from college, began my first "quote unquote" real job. Yes, uh, in 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 the real world. And Deidre and I continued to date. Mm-hmm. Um, she left the state of Maryland. And went back to the state of Florida where she was going to college. So we already have a lot of change to our that is uh, correct. Uh, burgeoning relationship. Or is it burgeoning? I think it's burgeoning it's relationship. whatever you say it is. And uh, so instead of doing what I should have done, which was try and close the gap between the distance that had been created <laughs> in our relationship, I decided to tr- to triple the distance in our relationship so instead of it being travel from maryland to florida i made it travel from california to florida that is correct but yet we persisted yes and we we continued in our dating time deidra then graduated with her master's degree from well thanks for the shout out you did you got a master's degree and for many years you had way more education and even now you finally have more education than me But the point is that the whirlwind (laughs) was beginning for us That is because now we're doing this travel back and forth from California to Florida, California to Florida. We're trying to decide where we're going to live. We're trying to figure out what our relationship is going to mean. That is correct. And then we move, end up moving to the state of Texas. That is correct. Where not too long after moving to Texas, you and I get married. Yes. Um, We get married there. We begin our married life there. And one year later we have our first daughter that is correct and life is a lot of fun when you have your first kid and you're trying to figure out work and life and marriage and all of that and i think during that time you lost your job that is um, so correct while we were there in texas and we went from a dual income house to a single income house with a plus diapers plus (laughs) plus diapers and then the next thing we know, we're now in ministry together. That is correct. Uh, working and serving very much, um, very hard yes. in the city of Houston. That is correct. Um, with, a, a, I guess it's still considered a small congregation. But yes. A lot of activity, a that lot of programs, correct. a lot of stuff going on. And then mm-hmm. not too long after that, we get called back here to Maryland. That is correct. Right. So we go from... Uh, really kind of starting to settle into a rhythm uh, and then getting thrown it right back into that whirlwind. And then we move back here to Maryland. Yes. We get into a lot of different things, trying to figure out where we're going to work, how we're going to live, where we're going to live. Yes. And boom, the God, the God, the God, God gives us, (laughs) God gives us another child. We have our second call it boom like that. It wasn't, I wouldn't say boom. You wouldn't say boom like that. No. I would say boom. No. No? Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Well, hey, no, you, you we, carried the we baby. We asked so. for that. We prayed and That's got true. It. We so did it wasn't pray. a boom. He, mm. he, he did not surprise us because no. he let us know that that was going to happen. That's true. However, it still was quite well, the change it's different. in our situation. So we had uh, our second daughter was born. Um, you know, fast forward a little bit. We were uh, in church working in church and then boom we're back in ministry again that is correct leading and worshiping and serving a to z just a to z, a to z you don't need to church. call them all out <laughs> <laughs> just say a to z right and we just continue to go on and on uh serving we uh i moved into pastoring so i became an associate pastor during that, that time correct. i'm probably missing some things there were quite a few things that's that a lot of things but again in the world when it's one thing after another after another after another not right. unlike many other lives that's right out there that we you know right we're talking to right now right and one of the things that we want to get across as i'm sure everybody who's spoken over the last few weeks is that nothing that we're doing is new We are not bringing anything new to you. 
Um, and that's part of what we're talking about today, the echo, right? Because yes. echoes don't, um, like you don't create an echo. An echo yes. is a re- is a reverberation yes. of a, sound uh, a prior sound, yes. a prior thing that has already happened. And so what you hear, a lot of the same themes will come across. Yes. But the point is, is that our whirlwind has led us um, now at this point, 20 years together yes. through a lot of things. And, and, and while a lot of people might say, man, the whirlwind is crazy, we've actually made our home there. Like we live <laughs> in the whirlwind. We didn't, that's we're correct. not trying to escape from We've it. We're trying it. to survive it. Absolutely. And so that's what we're doing. So Absolutely. that's us. Absolutely. That that's is us. correct. That's us. You're looking at me. Yes. I'm looking at you because Why? you were some, the next thing is your part. So that's us. So another aspect to us, I would like to highlight is our personality styles and types. So a long time ago we took, um, what's called a disc profile. It's a personality, one of many different personality profiles that um, are out there for. Who uses the disc? Doesn't matter. One of many that's out there. We used it. <laughs> that That is used, right? And so one of the things that I think is so hilarious is that Carlton's disc profile. So anytime you have you know, a profile of people, right? They fall clearly into a category, you know, in, you know, A, B, C, or D. And DISC is D-I-S-C. Um, and so it's, people typically fall into one specific bucket or maybe a hybrid of two. But my husband is so well balanced that he has this perfect <laughs> little circle around the pie this pie thing so he's just this well-balanced disc profile and he's able to operate in all of the different areas and just flow in this you know balanced personality profile which i think (laughs) is funny to me because in in disc right i'm a high c which means that you know i am right like that's it all the time that's all right i'm right i'm task oriented you know, people, it's kind of set people orientation, I, I should say. It's a little, it's quite secondary for me. If there's a task, I'm ready. Let's get it done. Let's go. Carlson, on the other hand, not so much. <laughs> He's just this balance of task and people orientation just centered right around, right? Which is great, you know, in times when you really, I shouldn't say in times when you need it because I think you always need it. But um, it just is very interesting in how it works out for us because I'm so very task focused and he is much less task focused and is able to balance people and consider the little squishy things that I'm just like, I don't understand why we have to do all that. Let's just get it done. Move on. So an example (laughs) of all of this, uh, the kitchen. Oh, yes. So everybody has uh, these, yes. I'm sure everybody who cooks, right? Everybody's got their own way of doing things. Yes. So my wife, because she is very focused on, I want to make the smallest amount of mess. Yes. Uh, her focus is on trying to figure out a recipe that can fit in one pot. That is correct. Efficient. That can be cooked in and served out of. That is correct. To minimize the amount of dishes that, is correct. that need to be. That is Utilized. Now, myself, on the other (laughs) hand, I use all the pots. Yes. And the pots go from the stove to the oven, back to the top of the stove, like then out to the grill, then you come back in. You never know. You never know where things are. And and I know that for a long time that was a clash for us. Yes. That was a clash for us because the rule that we had early on in our marriage was that whoever cooked didn't have to clean. Right. So my pot and pan focus situation <laughs> was fantastic because I could cook and I can make the biggest mess that I wanted to and then eat my food right. and then sit down. But that's not fair. But that was not fair. And so we had to learn how to manage beyond our personalities. That is correct. That is so correct. And so as we get into today's message um, and what we're going to be really focused on, that is kind of the point, right? There is going to be growth and change and difference in your marriage, no matter what. And when we talk about 
um, what our marriages should be about and we talk about how our marriages should go and how our lives should go. Sure. We have to understand that we are simply repeating a story, repeating an idea, repeating something that was created a long time ago. And so our scripture that we're going to start with this morning is taken from the book of Matthew yep. chapter one, verse 17. And it's really the encapsulation of the list of genealogies starting at Adam and taking its way all the way to Christ. And it says, So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. God has a multi-generational vision, and as his creations, we need to have a similar eye. So that means that our marriages should be a reflection of who God is and they should be creating something that lives and goes on beyond us. Yes. Reflecting the nature that he, um, that he has put in us. Yes. So what are we doing as married couples? What are we doing as people that will live beyond us? Do we have children? How are we parenting those children? Yes. Do we create businesses? How do those businesses operate? What are their charters? What are their standards? What do they do with the resources that they receive? How do they give back? What is our legacy? Yes. Because our lives are not our own, which is totally contrary to what the world is telling us. And Richard made that point last week about how the world is telling us that it's about us, Mm -hmm. that everything is about me. It's about what I'm doing, who I am, what Mm -hmm. makes me happy, how I feel, how I feel. And marriage is one of those things that we don't. Honestly, marriage is a place (laughs) that is not about you. (laughs) It's not about you. Uh, Most of the time. That's correct. Because husbands, you know, let's be honest here. Our focus should be on our wives. It should be on taking care of our spouses. It should be on taking care of our children. It should be on making sure that they're uh, beyond just the standard, hey, let's provide, right? Sure. Feed, clothe, you know, provide a roof, you know, make sure they have heat, make sure they have these various things but actually taking care of our children because there are going to be a lot of people that enter into our lives. Yes. Excuse me. A lot of different people will enter into our lives and our lives before our marriages matter. We have families, we have friends, we have mentors, we have coworkers, people that go around us. I know a lot of times when you have a marriage focus series in your church you know singles kind of check out and go sure well, that's true you know i mean because i remember being a single yeah in church and when there was a marriage series <laughs> well <laughs> so long ago yeah you know when there was a marriage yeah. series you kind of go that's well true. this is not really for me because yeah. i'm not married but your life before your marriage matters what you do yeah. with that's that time true. what you're creating who you're listening to who comes into your That's life, right. what they're pouring into that matters. You. That All of comes those into your marriage matter. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then our lives during our marriages matter. We have our spouse that we have to take care of children that will come, uh, provided that the Lord gives family and friends will still be yeah. there. Same with coworkers and mentors. And then our lives also matter after our marriages, because remember marriages till death, do you part as difficult as it is to think about, there will be a time when your spouse may not be here or where you won't be there with your spouse. So what will go on after that moment? How will you relate to your children? How will your family members that remain, how will you relate to them? What will you create and do and Mm -hmm. live and pour into people as a mentor? If you're still working, all those different things, how does that work? Right. And so for us, we had the benefit of a really great premarital counseling um, sessions with our pastor that um, walked us through different aspects of marriage and you know our values our beliefs our finances our conflict resolution just all the different you know it's very comprehensive and I remember quite honestly being quite scared about 
<laughs> stepping, you know, yes. across the um, aisle, I should say, or walk down the aisle because it was kind of like, this is like serious. Like you kind of, you know, you're in love and you just want to share your life with someone. But after, you know, going through counseling, I was a little scared. I said, okay. Look, I, it was so like, I shouldn't say it was so serious, but it was, it was a weight. It was a responsibility. It was a, um, it put a lot more weight to, you know, marriage and what it means and my role as a wife and your role as a husband and what we are to do, you know, and I, and I it, I shouldn't say it sounds so rigid when I say it that way, what you are to do, but it's about that responsibility that you have as a married couple uh, for each other and how you steward and, and treat your relationship, but also how what happens in your relationship and how that reflects out and, and impacts other people. So as part of our counseling, we created a vision statement that basically, um, you know, we came together and decided that we wanted our marriage to be both impacted by and impactful to the people that are around us and not just our um, immediate family or our immediate, you know, friends that we have now, but also those people that we will meet in our, when we go to work or the friends that we will make in the future and our, the children that we would have in the future. And, you know, we also have God children that we, you know, we take that responsibility very seriously that we are, you know, to model and to um, have an impact on their lives um, because they've come across our pet, you know, they're in our lives and we want to have that impact. Yeah. We wanted to make sure we wanted to make sure that for us anyway, that we understood that our marriages, that our marriage did not live in a vacuum. Yes. Right. We, we were not just the husband and wife in the house or even the husband and wife and children sure. in the house, you know, kind of the, you know, what happens in the house stays in the sure. house. Right. We right. wanted to make sure that our lives mm -hmm. um, were lived out loud. Correct. I mean, and I know I get uh, a lot of teasing and flack sometimes because I'm a little bit, of an oversharer, I think sometimes, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you I've put a lot very, out there. <laughs> I've been, well, even, even beyond the social media yeah. aspect of it. Right. But even, but as I talk with husbands primarily sure. um, in, in, in my day to day, right. I don't have a problem with sharing difficult moments. Sure. I don't have a problem talking about the, um, things that, uh, that I worry about or the things yeah. that kind of, yeah. you know, that I struggle with. Sure. Right. Because I want, it's not so much that I'm trying to just be, um, just talk, 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 talk. Right. Mm -hmm. But I want people to understand that I can't do this on my own. Right. Right. Being a husband, being a father, being a friend mm -hmm. is not something that you can do by yourself. Right. Like you, you know, it's not just about me and my spouse. It's about me and somebody else. And while I might not struggle in a particular area, mm -hmm. um, somebody else may. And sure. my testimony or my story about overcoming a certain thing may help them to get through it. And so I and so I say that to say to everybody here that I need you. Yeah. Right. So That's true. I, I need to hear your stories. I need to hear what you're going through so that you may be, you may be totally 100% in an area that I'm not. And through you explaining how you made it through, right. how you're able to overcome yeah. this thing, like that might be the, the, the linchpin yeah. for me to figure out how to overcome yeah. the struggle that I have. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so I say that, probably a little bit more than I should have. But again, <laughs> I need you, right? Our marriage needs the people that are yes. here. Um, it's not about us thinking that we can give you something, sure. you know, that we are so special or that we've got it all together and that we you don't. should listen Trust to what me. you, you know, you should listen <laughs> to what we have to say. Um, this is about us saying we, we need people to pour into us sure. because we know that we don't have it. We know that we're, sure. we need work. We mm -hmm. know that we have struggles and we know that there's somebody out here, out there that has help that can help us yep. and be a benefit. Mm -hmm. um, so that's part so that, of the first lesson. Right. I was going to say that leads <laughs> us into our first lesson or point. Yeah. First, which point. is right. He, the heed the lessons and the warnings that are around you. 
everybody, the people that come into your sphere, um, their lessons, people are teaching you something or their warnings showing you things that you should avoid. That's a good point. And in the book of Proverbs, there are a lot of, um, well, the book of Proverbs is all about wisdom. Yes. And the book of Proverbs starts with uh, a call to those who would have wisdom in the first chapter all the way down verses one through six, talk about how we should be um, seeking after wisdom and those who want wisdom, uh, those who seek after it, those who um, desire it should understand this one thing and that leads us into Proverbs one verse seven. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And I know that I didn't read that scripture exactly (laughs) the way that it's going to be on our slide. However, that is the way that that's that scripture always rolls around in in memory. But I'll make sure that I read it the way that it's on the slide uh, for Sunday. Um, But the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And that is key because you you've got to understand that there's a lot of knowledge out there. There's not necessarily a lot of wisdom. There's a lot of knowledge that would tell you one way or the other to do a certain thing or how to do a thing or what the world thinks of the thing, how a thing should be done. All of those um, things happen, right? Those that knowledge is out there and you're typing right now and it's changing on my screen. Oh, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And so that's right. No, I got it. I appreciate that. Yep, I thank you for misspelling Proverbs there, too. So I appreciate that. But (laughs) but the point is, is that wisdom is out there and it's calling out to you in the street. So as you go down into Proverbs, it talks about how wisdom is crying out in the streets, trying to be above the noise of the day. And it's there. And there's so much noise. Right. And there's noise that's out there blocking you. But only those who are wise and only those who understand that point in Proverbs 1, 7 will hear her because the fear of the Lord is where your knowledge begins. And so a couple of things that I've learned um, that I have here in my notes about marriage as we're going through it. Marriage is permanent. Um, I know in our society, um, in our culture, Marriage is not really viewed as a permanent institution anymore. It's not really viewed as a thing that continues on, that there are ways to get out. There are situations that, you know, provide. Now, of course, this, and I'm going to put my counselor hat on for a second. So this does not take into account a variety of things that are where you have put yourself in danger. So if you have a spouse who is abusive, you have a spouse who is hurting you, you have all types of different things that could be going on um, that where you are unsafe. If you find that you are unsafe, I want you to understand that I do not believe that you should make yourself unsafe. So please, please, please. And I know I've used the word several times, make sure that you are safe. Yes. Okay. But for point number one that I have here is marriage is permanent. Number two, or you could, uh, you know, in the, millennial way say marriage is not casual <laughs> okay i'll take that i like permanent better. is far from casual far from far from casual is probably far better from casual far from casual is better or maybe better mm-hmm. um number two marriage is difficult so that's just lining up just understanding going into it it requires work it's a requirement yes a finally uh, We talk a lot at work about requirements and defining those requirements. Yes. <laughs> so I'm thinking of, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, work is required. Did I just hear the baby? Bye. Oh, no. Those are the teenagers. Okay. So marriage is difficult. <laughs> I ain't going to get on the podcast and say, did I just hear the baby? These people can't hear that. Yes, but I need to make sure that I'm listening. Because okay. if he's up, he's crying in the street like him. wisdom. Yes, he's out <laughs> crying in the street like wisdom, and I've got to seek him, embrace him to my bosom, and put him back to sleep, so that we can get back to this podcast. 
All right, number three, marriage is fun. Crazy. Marriage is fun. <laughs> <laughs> See, segue right on through. Oh, boy, Just right up on my segue in my segue. Oh. So marriage really is fun. Really segue? Yeah, segue. Seriously? They don't use that no more? The segue still it's exists. It's hoverboard. Listen, no. No, the hoverboard the is how you break all your front teeth. So marriage is fun. And I know that seems like quite the pivot from marriage is permanent and marriage <laughs> is difficult. But marriage really is fun. It's supposed yeah. to be fun. You're supposed to enjoy your you're supposed to enjoy your spouse. What's the point if you're not going to enjoy your spouse? Why did you get married if you're not going to enjoy your spouse? Silence. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last stepping one on Mary, I think you stepped on a toe. I'm you sorry. I'm sorry. On a toe. Well, just understand uh, that I don't write the mail, I just deliver it. Oh boy. Okay, so man, last one is marriage is rewarding. There is a reward. Marriage is a reward and being married is rewarding. There's a lot of things that we get from being married, a lot of growth that takes place in your marriage mm-hmm. that benefits you That's science correct. has shown that and you know, health benefits right health benefits that come from being mm-hmm. married and in my stress case levels. I'm, sorry, I'm not gonna go there are you really are you really <laughs> gonna say that marriage has caused you all kinds of health challenges no Is no that what you no 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 i wasn't gonna say that no that's not what you were gonna say <laughs> so no. back to number three marriage Mm-mm. is fun no marriage is rewarding <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing at the joke I was going to say. Yeah. Uh-huh. I really want to let you make that joke. <laughs> but then I feel, sure? I fear that you will you make fear? that joke on Sunday morning. And I'm not sure. No, if I want no, you to no, make that no. Joke I would not Sunday do morning. that. I would not say this. In you would pulpit. not say that. I'm, no. That but do you want I, that to go that, to the podcast? That marriage listener? also has financial benefits because <laughs> I married you for your money. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. Oh my goodness, that is rewarding. Yes, yes, you were very well rewarded. Benefits, you were well rewarded. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Good for you. (laughs) All right, (laughs) don't let me say that. You better not let me say that. We're gonna get back on the rails. Okay. Okay. What are the rails? The rails are lesson number two. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, we're just gonna ride that segue along these rails. Yeah. So what you have learned Mm -hmm. is not just for you. So the value of marriage is when it was blah 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 when it is shared right so you've got growth that occurs in marriage and it's fun and it's rewarding but all of that is not just to stay under the uh, lamp basket or the bushel basket, basket the bushel basket right crabs the point is <laughs> see how sorry we're in maryland how? and it's almost Listen, crab season this is serious business and here. Um, we're in a serious point here oh Lesson i'm sorry number I'm two sorry. i apologize what we have learned is not just for us it's for us to share clouds it's for us to allow those lessons to flow through us out to others therefore repeating the echo get serious something about food Okay, I'm not sure where we were going with all that right there. So you have to keep it up. No, you keep talking. No, no, no. I've got I don't want to keep talking. Uh, what scripture? I don't so. see it in the notes. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm a little lost. Oh, is that is that what the mm. problem is? So what we were going for here in this point is about um, how what we and my iPad is failing me right now. What technology? What? Well, it's just that I I have so many different Bible programs that I am like going. Because you're so special and awesome. No, really, it's, it's just that one one has you scroll one way and one has you scroll another way, and my and so I'm all you're confused. I'm I'm all messed up on what I'm supposed to be doing. So all right, but what we wanted to what I wanted to bring up in this point about marriage being shared and saying that in the book of acts that's a good illustration about how the gospel was spread house to house family to family and how they took care of each other and they shared one to the other so if we take a look in acts chapter four um, and we go down uh, to Uh, yeah it would be like acts 4 (laughs) starting in verse 32 i know i know but down at verse 32 it says now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own Mm. but they but they had everything in common 
And with great power the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was, a, it was distributed to each as they had need. And I just want to make sure that I'm not missing something else. No, that's it. Mm-hmm. So the point of it is, is that what we need, and I mentioned it earlier, yeah. everything that we need, we have. And not we Amen. in the Matthews house, but we that's as correct. the body of believers, yeah. we as Christians, we all have what each other needs. That's a good point. And that's why. Um, we need each other. That's why we have to talk to each other. That's why we have to be connected to each other. That's why churches are so very important. That's why gatherings of believers are so important. Whether you're gathering in a large mega building or like we do here in a movie theater or for folks that meet in home churches in the area, small groups, like all of that, all of that is needed because that's where our needs are met. That's where our understanding of each other comes from and from a marriage perspective that's where our marriages grow because as we are sitting with people that we see on a regular basis that can get beyond the veneer of Sunday morning (laughs) right because it's really easy to come to church on a Sunday morning and kind of you know I'm blessed and highly favored my way through uh, or everything's great or, you know, fine. I'm blessed. I'm fine. I'm OK. Right. But when you've got somebody that knows you and sees you all the time, when you give them the pat answer, they're able to cut through the junk that is and true. say, look, I know that something's going on. I know that this thing happened. Um, and so they were blessed. And look, the oh, I see you dropped the verse in there. Um, That's um, what I do. Nice. Uh, very good. <laughs> that so, was a task. I can do that. <laughs> and so this is, and so that's why we enjoy counseling and we recommend it um, to every couple that we meet, whether it's marital counseling after you've been mm-hmm. married or premarital counseling before you get married. It is important to get to have that yes. because a disinterested third party is, is so important. I cannot it's tell so you I cannot tell That's you true. how important it is to actually sit with someone and have them not care um about y- the emotions that you bring to a, a subject and just have them well, ask you an objective question. I wouldn't say they about, don't care. Well, they're just uh, able to cut through to the core issues sorry. a little faster than somebody who is more emotionally connected like a friend who doesn't want to see you hurt or doesn't want to say something that may or may not right you made that sound they're able to get through navigate through that faster Mm -hmm. and get to some core or and able to speak in a way that can get you to focus on the core issues faster Mm -hmm. i don't want to say i don't know if faster is the right word but they're just able to do, it. and I don't. Not faster or better. It's just different. They can help you identify you're things able a little to, bit. Correct. Because again, correct. They're asking you objective questions rather than responding correct. to your emotion. That is a good point. Because that's that what correct. we do. Yes. You know when we get keyed up, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're kind of going back and forth. Yes. Um, and 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 with that disinterested third party there, you kind of have that moment where it's like, oh, well we're having this argument and there's like this other person here mm-hmm. and that's not involved in the argument. Mm-hmm. You know, Hey, what do you think about that? And then they can kind of jump in and say, okay, well, here's what I hear you saying. Right. And then you go, Oh, well, wow. That really does sound somewhat immature mm-hmm. or however, you know, right. however you tend to interpret it. Mm-hmm. So, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> so here we wanted to talk about a few lessons, um, principles that work for us that we uh, implement daily, weekly, <laughs> hour by hour, but also that we share. Um, I know that there's been, you know, younger couples in our lives that we've either done premarital counseling for, either you have married them or, you know, they call us when um, and we check up on them. But, you know, these are the guiding 
principles that um, for me help to focus the conversation as the disinterested third party <laughs> who's, you know, receiving, hey, this is the problem or this is the issue. Um, number one is focus and develop a relationship with God. And I, I speaking to my wives out there or the intendeds or young ladies, whoever you are, it's so important to develop that personal relationship with God because I think we get so many messages about, you know, our husbands and how they complete us and how, you know, you're just so in love. And now you finally found that, you know, Prince Charming and he can finally just satisfy you. It doesn't work like that every day. (laughs) Right. You are complete and whole when you really fully accept the work of the cross that Christ did for you when you develop and cultivate your relationship with God and you're able to talk to him and he's able to talk to you and you're able to give and receive from him, that's primary. Your husband is the secondary focus. Um, And I know that sounds counterintuitive. I I feel like there's this focus of, well, I'm going to, you know, see how much my husband or significant other can meet my needs. And then I'm going to go to God for the rest. No, it's the other way around. It's really focusing and having that relationship with God to, you know, not just help you deal with the fact that, you know, your spouse is doing something you don't like or your spouse is not meeting your needs, but it's to make you whole and complete as a person so that you're able to deal with um, the responsibilities that you have as a wife to even, you know, go further and say, this is how I'm going to minister and help my husband. This is how I'm going to pray for my husband. This is how I um, am able to see things for him that, you know, he's number one may not be articulating or number two that I'm not even really able to see clearly about that comes from that relationship with God. Um, you want to add to that? Yeah. I was just going to say that one thing to always remember is that as one spouse focuses on God, moves closer towards God. The other spouse also does the same thing. They meet together with God. Yeah. So you get closer to your spouse, the more you seek after God. I know it sounds like you said, it sounds counterintuitive to say that I'm going to put my focus and I'm going to focus in on God. But the more you focus on God, the more I focus on God, the closer we actually get to each other. Right. Because when I look at God and I say, God, help me to relate to my wife. He's going to show me the best way to relate to you. And when you say, Lord, help me understand this man. Mm -hmm. He's going to help you understand how he's created me. And so then you're going to relate to me the best way that you can with God's guidance. And Mm -hmm. the two of us are going to be able to relate to each other even better. Right. In that in, in that case. Yeah, I want to take that a step further <laughs> because <Okay>. go <laughs> it. So it goes back to your individual, right, relationship with God, mm-hmm. and what are what are your thoughts about God? Like, what is your theology? What do you really think about God and who He is and what His nature is? Does that line up with the Word? Do you have a relationship? with the word are you reading the word are you allowing the word to get in you to change the different things that need to be changed because we're not perfect um and so it go right it, it it goes actually to a deeper personal individual level that then allows you like you said to become closer and then it because the whole purpose of marriage is you illustrate through the ring and this perfect circle is that the two of you are to become one and it's not become one because necessarily you're like striving and working at it by yourselves but you're becoming one in God because you're each individually like you're saying developing that relationship with him and then he brings you closer together mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely I'm not going to add anything to that oh, okay that's good yeah that's good. all right and then number two my favorite I yes no number two oh, is oh, my oh, favorite my, uh, so this is one back, this is back. one this one right here we tell every couple that we meet yes. to always remember that is correct. This very thing. <laughs> if you remember anything else? If yes, if number you one don't and two. Anything the else, rest is there. as a in in counseling with us. Yeah. If you don't remember anything, always remember this: your spouse is not your enemy. That is correct. 
He is not your enemy. She is not your enemy. That's correct. You are marrying this person for a reason. Yes. And it was not because you hated them. Yep. So that means that when the frustration happens, that means when they don't forget, they forget to do the thing you told them to do. Sure. Or they didn't do the thing you told them to do. Or they did something else. Yes. That person is not your enemy. Give them the benefit of the doubt. They didn't do that thing to drive you crazy. I'm not You're, sure about uh, giving the benefit of the doubt. I, well, I, <laughs> I mean, I, but but you get my point, though. Don't not sure about that. Your spouse is not intentionally not. trying to drive you bonkers. They might be driving you bonkers. Yes. They could legit be driving you crazy. <laughs> but that is not their intention. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. All right. Number three. Only one can be crazy at any one time. That is correct. Now, this one we got from our pastor. <laughs> he <laughs> said, look, you're going to have days where work or some outside situation yes. or even your spouse is going to just drive you so far up a wall that you're going to go crazy. You're going to go. And, and I don't mean crazy in the clinical sense. I just mean you just. Yes. Something you're just going to be at your wits end. Like you just said, at your wits end. Only one of you can be there at one time. That is correct. So if one spouse wins and gets there first, the other one has to immediately calm down and let that person have their moment. And that takes practice. And it, oh boy, does it take practice. (laughs) We have, we practice that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, we practice that a lot. Over time, I think it's become a little bit easier. Yeah. And then not (laughs) ish. I think so. It, it can comes be. in in in, in cycles. In fl- there, fair cycles. enough. Fair enough. The whirlwind but spins. Yes, yes, yes. I do recall actually last week there was a situation, <laughs> and I was wanted to respond <laughs> to your crazy. Now wait a minute. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't it's know what you're talking about. I don't Back know what you're up. talking about. It's your turn. It's your turn. Have your turn, honey. Yep. Yeah, I let you have your turn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Number four. Have a budget. Yes. Review it and change it. Yes. Enough said. Like what? Yeah, I'm I don't know. Kidding. I don't. I, yeah, I'm it's not kidding. a whole lot to say there. It's more of I just mean, communication, communicating about your finances, yeah. having a plan, and and mm-hmm. sticking to that plan as best as you can. If the plan does not work, change then it. you need to change it. That's right. That's right. Fight fair. That's right. No slander. That is correct. Remember, number two, your spouse is not that your is enemy. Correct. <laughs> That is correct. And number six, always plan for fun. Yes, absolutely. Plan for fun. Absolutely. You've got to make sure you put fun in. And so back to number five, uh, number four about budgets, right? Yeah. You should you should budget in That's for true. fun. Don't don't just have everything be all the time, all the time. Work, 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 work. Yep. You want to make sure mm-hmm. that you plan for fun. Yep. All right. So those are the things that have worked for us and the principles that we try and teach and share with people. Um, one thing that <laughs> Deidre's laughing at now, cause she just looked at her notes. Uh, one thing that is funny <laughs> about the notes that we have here in front of us <laughs> is that while we were in the midst of working on these notes and we were typing this thing up, we had an issue with our son that required uh, getting a doctor's getting appointment. a doctor's appointment. <laughs> so right in the middle of our notes is uh, what's wrong, the doctor's and the name and phone number, yep. and uh, the actual and website the, yeah, where great. to reach the doctor's <laughs> office. And uh, I think that so purposely encapsulates um, the whirlwind oh that we're just going to close it out here. And I'm just going to say um, that for all of us here the thing that i want everybody to take away and i think the thing that we both want the both of us want everyone to take away from this is that we need each other your spouse needs you your children need you your church needs you your friends need you your family needs you the world needs you yes needs you to reflect something that is bigger than you Yes. Need you to reflect something that matters beyond just your own stuff. There is a life beyond this one that matters. That's right. 
And our marriages are meant to be a reflection of that life. Amen. And so as we finish up, I want you to take the time to love your spouse, to love your family. If you're not married, that's fine. Love your God. Love other people. Connect with one another. Begin to share your story. Share your life. Amen. And meet the needs of others. And we're just going to close it out there. Amen. Amen. All right. This has been Life in the Clouds. We're closing out this episode. I hope that you took something away. Um, since this episode will go up after we uh, give this message, you won't be it able will. to come and see oh, us. Um, but uh, continue to like and subscribe away. to the episodes. <laughs> and I'm not going to uh, give all the normal stuff. Why but, not? Okay, fine. You forgot? No, I didn't forget. Okay, you just uh, don't you can send us an email, feedback at life in the clouds pod, P-O-D dot com you can search for us on Podomatic iTunes and Stitcher Radio as well as Google Play Podcasts um, you can find us at our website lifeinthecloudspod.com search for us on Facebook and like us on there awesome and reach out to us let us know what you think we love five star reviews have a good night 